White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading platforms and institutions for contemporary art. Visit us online at whitehotmagazine.com and follow us on social media. So I am lucky enough to have Sally Davies joining me today on White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. How are you doing today, Sally? Hey, Noah. Thanks for having me. So it's been quite an odyssey. You, you put out a book about artists in their studios in New York City. And um, how's that been, been going? That was quite a big project. Uh, yeah, it was kind of epic. But it's going good. It um, it came out in April, and it sold out in two weeks. And we went into a second printing, and um, you know it's been an unexpected journey. It 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 ended up leading me to uh, Justin Aversano and the whole NFT world, which. Uh, I still don't really know that much about, but it was, you know, I didn't see that coming when I started this book either. Right. So. Right. And so all of the photos in the book were um, minted as NFTs? Correct. Specifically yes. all the photos in the book or were there other photos that, that no, are not? No, only the, only the book. Only the book. Only, yeah. And what is Justin's company called again? Remind people who don't. For people who don't quantum, know, quantum quantum.art oh. is the address. Mm -hmm. And they're on they're on OpenSea uh, uh, as well. Mm -hmm. That's the NFT platform for selling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so this was your first time doing NFTs. <laughs> yes, it was. When when uh, Justin found my book at a party in mm -hmm. LA in Venice right. and uh, he found me like that. He went to the person who had the party and said, I want to meet this person. I'd like to do a, you know, an NFT thing with her. And I said, no, right away for a couple, for a while, I just kept saying, no, I don't even know what an NFT is. Um, and you know, he was a really special guy. He, he said, do not say no, say yes. And I'm going to help you. I will tell you what to do. And I'll explain how this works. And you know, how often in life does somebody do that? Never. Right. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And why, why didn't you, why did you say no at first? Was, were you just, you just didn't know what it was all about? Yes, I felt in good conscience. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a good Canadian, you know, living in New York. I couldn't feel like I could fake this. It was so huge and, and not like anything in my experience. I, I, I knew it was out there and I knew that it was important and that people were doing it, but I didn't know what it was or I, I just didn't know anything about it. Right. And I just didn't feel I could do that to somebody. So. And how long did this process take to um, put it together when he first sort of approached you? Uh, I would say I hooked up with Justin in maybe October and my sale at the beginning of October, I think. And my sale was November 11th on his quantum site. So a, a month, four or five weeks, maybe mm -hmm. something like that. And, and yeah. the outcome was good. Everything sold from what I gather. 
Oh my God, Noah. <laughs> it was, you know, I, I was on having a Zoom with one of his curators for the site just before, maybe like maybe the day before or something. His name is Chris Graves and, and he was so kind also. He said, listen, just get ready for this. I suspect strongly that your sale is gonna sell out right away, maybe in 10 minutes. I'd never even heard of this before. And he said, so get ready, you know, to, to see what's going to happen. It was sold out in a minute and a half. Hmm. Yeah. And I'm not that sure how much of that is to do with my work as much as it's to do with how incredible that site is and how people just, you know, are buying stuff on quantum because they believe in what he's doing and he's got good people there mm -hmm. ready to see what he's going to give them next, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I, yeah. I mean, you, you make work that's uh, immediately interesting um as an nft and also just on the basis of like traditional photography it's interesting the well, whole that's very nice nice of you to yeah say. yeah so that i found that quite interesting that you got involved in the nft world i was pulled in kicking and screaming mm -hmm. but um i'm a, i'm a you know i'm a devout uh nft is my new religion right <laughs> right right um well you know what listen i've i have lived and worked in the traditional art world for as you know you have too for many many years and it's kind of mind-blowing to be in this situation where everybody really cares what you're doing you know they're like wow you know look at all this great photography that this guy is showing everybody and it hasn't been that's not the way it is in the real world the other world not the real world but analog world what's you it know? like in the analog world a boulevard of broken dreams or what <laughs> yeah you got there you go you got it down <laughs> oh my god but there, yeah, you know, there is a kind of there sorry go, go ahead. ahead oh no small i was gonna say girl from winnipeg you know ah right well yeah yeah i mean the youngness of the NFT scene, how long it's been around and all of that is kind of an interesting, it's different if you enter it from years of dealing with the art world. I hadn't really given that too much thought from that angle, but yeah, you're a hundred percent right. I mean, it as is. opposed to being a digital native or someone yeah, who's correct. Yeah. Well, you, you wouldn't have the comparison mode going as much as somebody as old as me who's been, right. you know, humping it out in, in the real world for so long. It's a different space, different thing. Right, right. Um, well, you don't seem that old to me, but... Um, <laughs> I am, trust me. I, okay. Um, so when you... Uh, make your photos and you've been doing a lot of new york centric work i do have a i do have a point i'm not, I'm not just grabbing at straws i am kind Go of grabbing it grab well there's so many care. there's so many straws to grab um all right well one of the main uh things with your work is that you you've been doing a series of new york street scenes yeah and that's, that's not exactly the same as the work that you've been doing that is um, related to artists in their studios. 
it, I think it came before or was it simultaneous? <clears throat> um, no, I've, I've been shooting street stuff since maybe 2005 or so, to, mm -hmm. you know, however long that is. And uh, I got, that kind of became my mojo, you know, I got in the museums and the, this and that, and that's what people sort of know me for. So this book and doing the interior portraits was a real um, departure from that. And um, still New York, right? Still the New York banner. I, I, I seem to be like the, uh, the bear at Jellystone Park that people have their picture taken with when they go there now. I don't know right. how I'm ever gonna get out of here and live somewhere else, but um, you know, I'm gonna try. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you do travel, I've noticed. You travel occasionally. I've started to travel more in the last five or six years. In fact, right. I just I made uh, some plans. I'm going out to California in the middle of February and I'm going to do a book. I'm going to do a book similar to New Yorkers, but out there. So it's going to be uh, Los Angelites. No, what do they call themselves? Angelinos? I don't know what they call themselves. Yeah, I guess. Not just LA. I mean, I spend a lot of time in Palm Springs. I have some great right. photos from there. And once I get out there and get settled and unpack, I'm sure I'll be in other places. But you know what? It's not going to be a book called LA, like New York was New York. I'm going to call this book California Dreamers. Mm. And it's very subtle, but it's a shift from the location to the people who are living there. Right. You know what I mean? More right. about the person than their apartment. You know what I mean? Although it will be shot at wherever they live. So do you so have your book? Do you have your book, New Yorkers, handy? Well, do you want me to get one? No, you don't have to get one. Do you, but I just wanted to talk about some of the some of the photographs in the book and some of the. I people. think I know them well enough. Okay. If you tell me who they are, okay. and I can. Talk okay. About well, how about uh, talk to me a little bit about Betty Tompkins because she's a friend of mine, and I noticed aside from myself, she was also photographed by you in in the book. I love Betty. Uh, well. Um, you know, I got to, to um, Betty's loft and we shot all these other photos and I really wanted to shoot the one with the giant, you know, genitalia behind her. And honestly, I was a little nervous about the publisher. They're British and, uh, you know, whatever. And I thought, oh, fuck it. We'll just do it anyway and we'll see what happens. And we stuck it in and nobody noticed until the book was published. Mm. And it was too late. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah. And I, I love Betty and I mm -hmm. love that portrait. Yeah. And you've known her for a while. Um, and then another. Uh, yeah, a few years, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then another person, uh, you had Laurie Anderson in the book. Is that right? I did. Laurie, I'm very good friends with, uh, I don't know if you know, Garland Jeffries. I've heard the name. You're a little young, Gar but Garland was a big uh, singer songwriter in the seventies and eighties and uh, early nineties. And he was very good friends with Lou Reed yeah. and also Lori. Right. So when I started this book, Claire and Garland said, we're having dinner with Lori tonight. What, you know, do you want us to ask her if she would be in the book? And she said, sure. Now, again, how often does that happen? 
I'm guessing, so, uh, I'm guessing not very often. <laughs> not, that, not that often. I mean, at least in my life, I've always had to really work for everything I ever got. So that was a nice, uh, a nice gift that, and it, you know, I listen, some, Noah, some of these photos, I was in and out of the apartment in six minutes, like, because I'm not setting up lights. It was all on camera flash. Right. And um, I, I don't know. I think I was just so grateful that people were letting me into their home and doing this for me, right? Yeah. That I didn't, I just didn't want to take up hours of their time or, you know, so I really, I, I had it down. I was, I would walk in, check the place out, say, okay, use it over there. Or if they had something they wanted to do. And, and that was it. Yeah. Well, you were up at my place for about 25, 30 minutes, maybe. I was longer at your place than at, than at some because you oh. and I were chatting. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think it was fairly quick. Though. It was pretty quick. But, uh, but I want to say about your photo. Uh, I showed that photo. You and you know the lady in, in the book, uh, Marina Press, in that big pink Dior gown in the pink room? Yes. I would, I, would, I would say to people, I would show them your photo and show them her photo and say, now this is what I'm talking about, people. I went to this guy and I went to her place and this is what they had on. Like, mm. this is where you get a good photo. You know, they're all good. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, I really appreciated anything that people did to really step up the game and have a fun photo, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it shows. I, I mean, people really gravitated to your photo and to hers also. Where did you get the idea to do this book? Um... <laughs> You know, I had, uh, this is, I've repeated this story, it's getting old, but it's, it's just true. I had recently placed my entire archive at Fales Library in, at NYU in their downtown collection. And then a year after that, the Museum of the City of New York took a substantial amount of my photos for their collection. So I was feeling quite, uh, you know, uh, aren't I fancy you know I, I'm done now I can you know go play baseball or something and then I just started to think you know so it's you know 50 years from now I'm dead and all these little kids are going on a school bus and they're going to go look and go oh you know that's what the East Village used to look like uh, they don't know they don't know who lived there like nobody's going to know who lived in these buildings so I thought that's what I'm going to do Fuck it. I'm just going to, I went and bought an 18 millimeter lens, which is crazy. And on two days later, I was going to somebody's house and that it just went ka-ching, 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 ka-ching quickly too, because the publisher was, uh, they wanted to work in really fast because they wanted to get it out for the holiday season. Right. And as annoyed as I was a little bit by that, uh, in the end, it happened really perfectly because I handed everything in and about two weeks later, COVID hit. So had I have not done that, there would be no book because you know right. what happened. Yeah. Right. Um, sort of a miracle in a weird way. Mm, kind of, yeah. Because it, it just sort of came through. Yeah, fell into place. And now it has a new life as an NFT collection on Justin Eversano's. Repeat the name of the site for the listeners so they know what it is. Quantum.art quantum.art so anybody listening yeah. you want to see something that's an excellent example of nft photography 
quantum.art is uh, Justin Aversano's brainchild. And uh, he's been on this podcast and as a friend of mine over the years, we've interacted in different ways. And um, I was uh, happy to see Sally, uh, you did more than dip your toe in the NFT world. You really had a knock it out of park collection. Yeah, but it's because of him, I'm telling you. Right. I, uh, you know, he was like, uh, this is how it's gonna be. This is how we're gonna right. do it. Do what I tell you and give me this and that. And, you know, and listen, I worked hard. I mean, I got all the images ready and yeah. but still, it, it was incredible. Mm -hmm. you know yeah that was well, just beyond my wildest dream mm -hmm. yeah. yeah um the nft uh world is getting more kind of uh art world centric a little bit um and some artists it from is. some art world artists are crossing the tracks and uh going into the nft world and the fine art world so i'm always interested in in that kind of I wouldn't say crossover because it's all it's just kind of for me it's sort of like one it's one art world i think people expressing things and selling art and uh doing that kind of stuff is i agree i don't feel uh that it's an either or thing at all no no, no. and i hope it doesn't get to be that i i love the fact that you know they can support each other mm -hmm. if done correctly yeah mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't have like a ton of things to say that I haven't said about NFTs so far. I've had pretty well all of the leading NFT artists on the podcast. Um, I know that you're rooted in the art world version of photography over the last X number of years. I wanted to ask you about some of the people that you photographed and are there some highlights in your career other than Laurie Anderson in your New Yorker's book can you think about some other maybe not even celebrities but maybe just some photographs that you're really glad you got you mean um portraits anything really just something no, that... well, yeah you know I mean I've been working for the at photography since I was 14 and uh I've got a lot of good stuff I I've done a lot of work for um Blue Rodeo for Jim Cuddy mm. I've done oh. several of Jim's album covers so I, I like to keep a toe in Canada, mm -hmm. you know, along with my Canadian passport. Right. And, um, you know, I, I've been, I don't know, I, I can remember, I think it was 2007 or 10, Elvis Costello did a, I don't know if you ever saw this, it was called uh, the, Elvis Costello, The Spectacle. Mm -hmm. It was a, <clears throat> did you ever see it? It was like a talk show that oh, okay. Elvis but it had all these and Elton John was one of the people that had was producers it had incredible guests on it and one day my friend who created that show from Winnipeg Steve Warden called me up and he said listen we need a photographer on Sunday because we've added a day onto this can you do it I was like well you know I don't know how much is it where is it? I don't schlep all the way to Harlem and he's like no 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 it's going to be really great Sting and the police are going to play all afternoon and then Smokey Robinson's going to play and then Elvis is going to play it's like okay I'll be there <laughs> what time and that was a wow. great day yeah that was an incredible day it was at the Apollo and you so you got all those photos 
I worked like a dog and I got the most incredible photos I think I've ever gotten that day. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. That well, is yeah, a the highlight. Thing, the thing is, Noah, about doing that stuff, I didn't really do a lot of that. So I, you know, I realized after that day, you're, you're usually working on that level with the best lighting designers in the business. So you don't have to do too much. You just have to say, hey, hey, over here. And the guy turns around and it's like lit like God, you know, and you, you go, you got an amazing photo. Right. So anyway, cool. that was pretty great. Excellent. Well, I, obviously um, honored and happy to have you join today and take the time to talk to everybody. Um, what's coming up? My trip to California. Ah, yes. Okay. So this I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it all over again. I'm going to photograph a hundred Californians at home. Amazing. So we'll look know, forward to, my... we'll look forward yeah. to that. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, yeah. stay in touch with everybody. And uh, thanks for coming on today. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, great. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. See you in a bit. All right. Bye-bye. Okay.